Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapers, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. If this is your first Geekscape, we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, TV. This is all the pop culture stuff. Um, If you're looking to get into things like cosplay, Comic Con, that whole pop culture lifestyle, this is a good place to start. We've been around for 12 years. If you've never heard of us, welcome. Um, I want to start out by talking to you guys about our sponsor for today. This is Player One Coffee. This is in Salt Lake City. They um, They sent me some coffee. This is from my friend Zach Shutt, and Zach is awesome. He's a gamer. He builds custom gaming PCs. Um, I think recently he made a custom gaming PC for Will Wheaton, uh, which is funny because I saw Will the day before on a flight to Salt Lake City for Salt Lake Comic Con. And then I look up and Zach is presenting Will with his custom gaming PC. So, Zach, on behalf of Will, thanks for that custom gaming PC. And thank you also for that Player One coffee. You sent me two of these. And Geekscape, this is a coffee that is built for you guys. Uh, If you go to playeronecoffee.com, you can see all the different blends of coffee. Uh, I'm not a big coffee guy, but I know people who are, and this is probably right up their alley. I'm looking at the extra caffeinated version right here. It's the Leroy Jenkins. You uh, World of Warcraft players or anybody who's been on, been on the internet in the last 10 years will know what that is. And then here is another blend that Zach sent me. This is the Dark Roast. Uh, it's like the overcooked omen. It looks like it has a Diablo, like... Um, it looks like the Diablo logo is on the cover of this coffee. So these are two blends of coffee that Player One Coffee offers. They're out of Salt Lake City. My man Zach Shutt makes it. He is a gamer. Um, I think he's also a part of the Geekscape community. I think I've seen him comment on the Geekscape Forever uh, Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that, hop on it and say hi to Zach and order up a coffee. Uh, order up a, an order of coffee. PlayerOneCoffee.com. Thank you for the coffee, Zach. Love you, buddy. Um, all right, let's get going on Geekscape. Uh want to give you guys a little bit of uh, background on what's been going on with Geekscape, the podcast uh, network. We just oh, we just added an Overwatch podcast last week. If you haven't been paying attention to the website, geekscape.net, we premiered this new show called The Overleague. 
uh, as you guys may or may not know, Blizzard started an Overwatch league. And this is a competitive gaming league all about Overwatch, which they talk about on Geekscape Games all the time. And now we've added a new Overwatch-centered show. But it's going to run like an ESPN-style show. It's going to be all about this new Overwatch competitive league that's starting. And I think it started this past weekend. And it's hosted by Morden and Toxic Fatality. I've never met these person, these people in, in person. Uh, Matt Kelly found this podcast through a friend of his. I think he may be friends with them. And he's like, hey, do you want to have a Overwatch podcast? I was like, absolutely. Let's throw them on the network. I'm excited about having them because Overwatch is huge. And even though I can't play, I think last week or the week before, we were talking serious Overwatch with our friend Katie on the show. So it's something you guys care about. I can't ignore it. So listen to the Overleague podcast. It's a new offering from Geekscape. Um, we've been around a long time, and we're moving fast. I looked up, and we had another podcast. So go check it out. All right. That's it for my homework. Let's get going with Geekscape. Brand new episode. I have a very awesome guest this week, my friend Aaron Darling. I've known her for 10 years. How long do you think we've known each other? Something like that. You yeah, so? for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she's a comedian. She's a writer. She is an actress, hostess, like a host. <laughs> not a hostess, like not like, not a, hostess, not like, like a dessert, yeah, like not, not. Not, like a, not, like a, not like a hostess cake. Like you're a host, like um, like uh, like like I was thinking when I said hostess, I was like, let me teach you. <laughs> like you go oh to my a god, restaurant. like in a restaurant. Like a I restaurant. have done that. That was actually one of my last day jobs. Was really? Yeah, I was like a hostess at a bar, mm-hmm. and it was the worst job ever. It was right here in Culver City. We can really? actually go there after this if you want. No gracias. <laughs> it's probably it was probably within walking distance of the uh, West One Studios. So I'm trying to get like I, the levels are looking silly in in audition here. But I'm trying to make sure that because when you started talking, I don't. Uh, we'll fi- I'll figure it out. I yell later. a lot. I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, good. So, Aaron, you and I met. I was guesting on a show that you were doing the call-ins on. So. I was trying to figure out what show that was, and I think it was Stuart Papp's show. It was Stuart Papp's. Yes. What was that show called? It was called the Stuart Papp show. It was Stuart oh Papp's. Oh my god! And it was on the stream back when Ryan. Yeah. The stream. Yeah, yeah. And I was on there premiering. I was I was promoting uh, with Ninja's Attack and Singledom. And I remember those were the two shows, Geekscapes, that I made for Fox Television Studios. And like I, I go on there, and um, I don't know what the strategy was. I just I remember going on there, and I remember not being nice to Stuart. Like that's what I remember. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, because. Why? Because my, my show is called Geekscape. It's not called the Jonathan London Show. It's called Geekscape. And I don't know. You know, there's Late Night with David Letterman. And there's, you know, Late Show. With this, but, like, calling your show, like, the Blankety Blank Show, I I think at the time, and this says nothing about Stuart, because Stuart and I actually talked, and he's a very, very nice guy. Um, it, it When I heard, when Fox said, I, we, we, we want you to go on this thing called the Stuart Pap Show, I, I was like, who the fuck? And, and oh my god! And um, and and I, you know, I was a jerk, and and I jumped to the conclusion that like this guy's got to have a monstrous ego if he names a show after himself. And I remember Stuart being very uh, diligent as a host. Like a few days before the appearance, he sent me a questionnaire, and it was like interesting stories you may want be able to tell on the show or your interests. It was things that were to help him host the show better and, right. and help me as a guest have a. a pretty good conversation and i remember i 
took it seriously. And I was like, okay, cool. And I remember filling out the questionnaire and I remember Laura and I sitting at like a BJ's, which is a restaurant and Stuart calls and he's like, Hey man, I'm uh, just going over the questionnaire, your answers and stuff like that. Would it be cool to talk about this? Would it be cool to talk about that? And he goes, by the way, you're the only person who's ever filled out the questionnaire. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like most people I think got the email and like fucking deleted it or something. Because in Stuart, to his credit, just trying to be a good host. Right. Right. And he reminds me of like friends like Josh McCuga and stuff who host their shows and um, and they're, they're very hosty, right? Like they like hosting. I like conversation. And uh, and so in a way, there's a lot of overlap and um, and if you guys watched Geekscape 400, I ran that like a late night show and we had a lot of fun and I would love to do it again. And we've talked about ways to do it uh, behind the scenes again, uh, maybe in a live format. But um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, I, I, I think I went in guns blazing and it wasn't fair to Stuart. And so and I, and I I remember being incredibly rude to him on the show. Oh, my God. So you apologized to him after or like how did yeah, you? Yeah, you know, no, no. Uh, Stuart and I are good, on good terms. And then I, I heard that Stuart like moved back to the, where, where he'd been from, like Cleveland or Buffalo or something. And, yeah. And um, I wish him the best. Like yeah, this shit is hard and it's hard. And I remember meeting you. I don't know if I met. I was probably pretty intimidated by you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you were... And you were young, like like how old were you when you were doing that? Like, yeah, you were young, and yeah, when I was at the it was like stream, fresh out. I think you I were was right out of right college. out of college, right and out. I had no business talking to a girl like that, and you're taking these people who are talking on like the stream, and they're in the chat room, and they're probably saying all sorts of BS, you know. And <laughs> I know the gig, like it's one of the nicer communities, though. I feel like um, certain shows that you go on, their fans are really negative and hate anybody new and then you have ones where the fans are really supportive and cool and i feel like people that were involved with the stream they mm-hmm. were not just fans of one show they watched a bunch of them yeah and the know? stream is and where we really, ended up they're embracing kind of like all the new talent and people and new faces that came through and i found that to be such a cool community when brian was running it you yeah. know in in when uh susan took over that's where we did the geekscape 400th episode and she was like hey like whatever you want like i think you're mm-hmm. talented and i love geekscape and we threw the 400th episode there, and um, and that was a lot, of, a lot of fun. I mean, yeah i I would love uh, I would love to see what it, what the story is now that we're two years, about a year and a half. You know, it's been a while since since we did the 400th episode, but um, I've I've always liked what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes they've been really successful with it. Like the they have that Hey Queen show or something. It was about. You know, it's it's a it's a different demographic than us, but it's like, hey, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. It was like that kind of show, and it's um, kind of like geared more towards like like a gay audience, and uh, they had such success with that when I last talked to Susan. So really, yeah, who's doing yeah. that show? That sounds fun. Um, I don't know. I think he came off of a reality TV show, like one of the, <laughs> nice. like, like I think he came off of like a RuPaul's Drag Show oh. or something like that. Like, oh, such a fan of that show. Yeah, and I think that's the host, like like somebody who came off that show as the host and. It's easily the most successful show for them, and they're making money with it. Great, and dude. Good for them. Huge. I know it was yeah. really hard for them for a while. It was hard. Like, the, like I think anyone in the streaming community for a long time was really, really hard. Anyone, Until Twitch, really. In any of this. And no, I mean, even Twitch is a blood sport, and like Geekscape is like, there are, uh, like Hannah, you guys remember Hannah Rose May, who's, I think, one of your favorite guests. She's awesome. 
And Hannah texted me. I was like, should I start a Twitch? Like I'm being, I'm being told maybe like to start a Twitch. And I was like, fuck no. Like Twitch is a Twitch is psychotic. Twitch is like the wild, wild west. It's like Twitch is negative. Yeah. It's the and most if you're a girl negative. on Twitch, yeah. like I didn't want to see my friend Hannah go through that. Like that's messed up. And people yeah. are people are like, shows your boobs. It's like, no, I'm just going to fucking play Monkey Island. Shut up. Twitch and YouTube are the worst places to be a girl on the internet. And what is your experience with that? Because like, again, you and I met all those years ago with Stuart and I really don't know what like I don't know what you did. You wandered the earth learning kung fu. I don't know what you went. I, I, <laughs> all I know is I looked up like years later, and uh, like you, you were dating a friend of mine, and then you um, were doing stand up. Yeah, and that's what I know. It was like you were doing stand up, and I was like, oh okay, that girl from the little college window thinks she can do some stand up. <laughs> and Geeks gave us. I actually saw Aaron do stand up this past Saturday, and she's good. Uh, and it is not something. That is easy to do, and you guys know that I took. I tried my hand at it for a few years, and looked up and was like, "Why am I doing this? <laughs> I have a show in an audience. Like, why am I doing this?" Yeah, and uh, it's painful, and I like going to sleep at ten. So, <laughs> whatever. As I got older, I was like, "This is a young man's game." Uh, you do it very well. Thank you. Where did that come from? Well, I was doing a lot of hosting and stuff like that, as you know, on camera, and kind of started doing some acting. From, I don't know, this is all opportunities that just kind of came from each other, you know? Mm -hmm. I was producing video content for the startup, and then I started doing some sort of like comedic show, but never written a joke a day in my life, and so got into some sort of stand up writing class that had a showcase. Whoa, slow down. So you, slow down, lady. Okay. Um, So so you get, uh, I just had flashbacks to LeVar Ball saying, like, stay in your lane to that one reporter, and that's a a basketball (laughs) reference. Sorry, Geekscapist. So. You're doing the hosting thing, and you f- you fell upon being a part of the show that wanted to start turning comedic, and yeah. you, f- you found yourself at like an inexperienced, like you were like, oh, yeah, well, I don't have a lot of experience with comedic writing or whatever. And- yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd written my own copy, like a bunch for stuff mm-hmm. that I did on the stream and for any other show that I've done. And for that um, stuff, you're kind of like looking on Google for the story. Yeah, or you, you get the information, your, you right. have an intro, you have an outro. I went to journalism school, so it's kind of like... <laughs> well, I went to USC. Uh-huh. And you you went to... J school, yeah. And that, that is the... What's the name of that school? Annenberg. Uh, Annenberg. I yeah. went to the Annenberg at Penn. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I think those are the only two Annenberg communication schools was the one at Penn and the one at USC. I don't know. Awesome. I, could, I could be wrong. That dude had a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to journalism school. Did you think that you were going to be like a TV reporter or like, like what did you think you were going to do? Yeah. I mean, at the time I thought I was going to be on E, the network, not the drug. Right. right. <laughs> that came later. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I wanted to be like Juliana Rancic. Sure. And like host e news and it's so funny because now i'm like that would be the worst job ever um <laughs> so I, boring e had a pretty big uh geekscape as you were listening to me on geekscape because all through middle school high school i watched um e with uh well what's his name he was nominated for an oscar um he's an actor and he used to host talk soup Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear, and i and i would watch greg Kinnear on talk soup like the, my heroes were greg Kinnear and david letterman mm-hmm and I would watch Greg Kinnear because his flat, like his responses, his delivery was like perfect. Yeah, he's and he great. Had, he, and I would just watch Greg Kinnear religiously and I would practice that shit in the mirror before school. You would? Is that how you got so good at talking? I talked to myself. Yes. <laughs> my, my inner, my constant inner monologue. Constant yeah. inner monologue. Jonathan yeah. London. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's my new nickname. Compliments of Miss Darling. Constant inner monologue. Or Grey Gardens because of my silver fox hair and my constant need to monologue yeah, throughout. Yeah, Grey Gardens. Just entertains himself all day. I do. I, <laughs> welcome to Geekscape where we are all lonely souls wandering the ethos. And wandering, You're not lonely. I'm Come not lonely. I was then. And you I only had I only had Greg Kinnear Stop. and David Letterman. Wait, and were you like an actual nerd like in high school? You had Fuck friends. Yes. No, no but you're I, like a cool nerd. Come on. I wasn't. I, I'll show you freaking pictures. Like, <laughs> most of my like up until like middle school, I was fucking cosplaying as like the little kid from Coco. I was such a little Mexican boy. <laughs> like I was like like that's what I looked like. I looked like the little kid from Coco. And then in middle school, uh, when I was two, I fell off a balcony. At a daycare center. Oh, that explains so much. And it jacked my teeth up into my face, right? What? Into so, your face? Like, yeah, yeah. I smashed my my feet, teeth. Uh, so my teeth grew out crooked. Like, in this one's false tooth because, like, my baby's teeth never grew out. Like, it was not, like, so when my adult tooth, teeth came in, they came out crooked because of this fall. So immediately upon landing at, in, and, uh, in middle school, it was, like, braces, glasses, boom, you're fucked. Braces, <laughs> braces glasses... Like, and you, you know, you're starting to get some sexuality and we, you know, you're starting to get like your hormones start moving and stuff like that. This is what we're talking. Listen, you're Geekscape is Aaron is the host of a podcast called V Carded. It is every week. You guys can listen to this show and the guest talks about how they lost their virginity. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's, it sounds amazing. Uh, I've been asked to guest on the show, but I teach on Thursdays when she records. So maybe we'll simulate a little bit about what you would expect if I were to guess and V Carded later on this episode. Maybe I'll tell you about my first experience. So, well, okay. that's a bit of a, yeah, there you go, Geekscapes. You have that to look forward to. Click, click, click. I can hear you guys all clicking off like, <laughs> fuck no. Anyway, I hit middle school with the hormones raging and fuck, like my my hero was Bilbo Baggins. Like, <laughs> I just like, I was a nerd and I read comics <laughs> and I had braces and I had glasses and a Mexi mullet and I... Went to, the, went to the Nintendo Championships, which is a story I've told a lot on the show. And, oh, my God. I need to see these pictures. And, yeah, my sixth, seventh grade photos, me in a Nintendo Championship shirt with, like, exactly what I just told you. On my, like, I looked like a little predator boy. And, like, I was ugly. And then, <laughs> and people say I'm cute, but whatever. I had these friendship bracelets, but no friends. Like, oh, my I, it God. Was, it was rough, Aaron. Wait, and what? so then, when I, then like I, went, I got to high school and like I was on the track team, and then I gave that up because I went and got a job at the comic store because time to get a job. Mm-hmm. And I was in the comic store so long, so much that one day the comic store owner was like, "Hey, man, how old are you?" And I was like, "I'm 15." He's like, "When do you turn 16?" And I was like, "In like a few months." And he goes, "Okay, when you turn 16, you're working here. If you want a job, you're working here." And I was like, "Okay." So that's the job I had in high school, and um, people liked me, sure, but yo. Yo, comics were they were they, yeah. I've dumped, one woman never dumped me. All right. Oh, oh my god. I got friend zoned so many times. Like I was in <laughs> currently. Or... <laughs> Aaron Darling, everyone. But I'm. Yes, currently. <laughs> I was in there. When did you get cute? Let's cut to the chase. When did you get cute? Do you have a time machine? Maybe it's in the future. <laughs> so, so I remember distinctly having a fucking nom flashback like about four or five years ago. I was sitting in a restaurant. Okay. And it was, you know, I was I was about to go teach college and I'm sitting at a restaurant nearby. It wasn't like a Chipotle, but the same kind of setup where you're just kind of sitting among strangers. And the guy at the table next to me 
was getting the friend zone fucking conversation <gasps> from the girl he was with. Oh, and this no. guy was probably in high school, early college, and she was saying, that, I, I, I'm convinced you ladies have a script that is like, I don't want to ruin the friendship. We have something really good. I care more, you know, this. I just see you as a friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like a fucking Mad Libs where you just insert his name in like whatever but reason. And I get it. All those things could be true. Like all she could just view him true. as a friend. All those things There's nothing wrong were with true. that. We're telling the truth. But and I was within earshot of this. Oh. And I just started shaking because I, I, I'm feeling for the guy. Oh. And the dude is like, he gets that look on his face. Where everything just kind of goes hazy and he can only like stare dead eyed at forward. And right. she's telling him this and she's turned to him and she's trying to be sincere. Like, I right. doubt none of you women who gave me the friend zone like conversation. And it, it just, it, every woman's had to tell, everyone, every woman's had to put somebody down, right? Like, <laughs> and, you, and, and to your credit, you've done it very nicely. But, <clears throat> you know, she's turning to him. It was like a Daphne's restaurant, so it was Greek food, and like they're sitting there like sharing some Greek food, and he's just staring blankly forward, like his fucking life is being handed to him, right? Like Aww. he, like all his dreams of like holding her hand, kissing her, taking her to the movies, whatever nice little dates he had planned, they're just fucking dying, right? And he's just seeing them die, and I'm at the next table over listening to this, and she's just trying to be nice, and in the middle of it. One of the ladies comes over and is like, excuse me, do you guys want a to-go box for that? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I think we'll take this with us. And I was like, why? So you can reheat his fucking heart, too? Like, it's over. He's dead. Put him down. You guys aren't going to be friends. This is too catastrophic. Like, were you ever friends with anybody that you ever gave that speech to? Um, I'm trying to think about that. I think so. That I speech think- is a killer. Yeah, but I think if you have that conversation early on enough, you can you have a shot at preserving the friendship <laughs> in actuality, not just lip service. If you can have that conversation, like maybe right. once you start figuring out this guy likes you to whatever dates or hangouts. That's the other thing that you guys do too. Can I just say? You can do whatever you want. I don't like it when guys are really vague about like what is a hangout or what's right. a date. It's like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, they think something's going on, and maybe it's not clear to the girl. And I've been in this situation a bunch of times. You're I've been ver- on you're, meetings. You're a very pretty lady, and I imagine they've been throwing themselves at you since what, thirteen, <laughs> fourteen? Yeah, you probably had all sorts of guys in middle school being like, "Hey, I like you, and if you don't mind, maybe we can go and like watch some Nickelodeon or something." And hang out. Hey, but if the conversation actually started like that with "I like you," that's kind of different. That's kind of clear. You know yeah, what I mean? Don't beat around Sometimes the bush. Sometimes you don't know. Like, Cut the post. You really what, don't know if this person's into show. you or not. And I really, I think that's kind of weird sometimes. And right. sometimes, like guys play this like long game where they like There's, we're work scared their out of way our, into we're your scared life, scared out of our mind, become your friend, and then wait for you to break up with someone. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we, it's this non flashback. Like we don't want to, we don't want to get slammed again. We know it's gonna like. And you know what? I think to your credit, what you're saying is if you would you would do better if you just went all out and right. put the cards on the table yes. from the beginning because it's that ambiguous bullshit that, that allows, gets people yeah, hurt. And Non-communication like, is the worst. Like right. if you like me, like let me know. We'll hang out or something if I'm into it. But if not, I can tell you right away. 
and save everyone the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that sucks. And sometimes maybe that girl was in that situation with this dude. Like, maybe she wasn't exactly sure what was going on or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt so bad for this dude. Yeah, I feel bad for him too. And I'm not like defending her, but I do think that there is an opportunity to actually preserve a friendship if expectations are all laid out at the beginning and if people have the opportunity to be open and communicate with each other. I don't think that there was any bad guy in that situation. Yeah, that's And and I look back at how I was in the, the receiving end of every one of those let's just be friend conversations that I had up. Right until senior year where I had my first girlfriend. We can talk about her later. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and I just remember constantly those conversations and just like it just I can repeat them verbatim. Really? Yeah. They're, they're catastrophic to a guy because you're getting into this phase of your life where, you know, your friends are getting girlfriends and – you know, or boyfriends now it's 2017 and you're, you're, you're trying to find your place. And you think that in the social structure of adolescence and school, it's important to have a partner, you know, and like, you fuck, no, you're not going to stand on your own two feet. You still live on your parents' like roof. You know what I mean? So autonomy is never part of it. And you want a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, songs are telling you, you want a girlfriend. Songs tell you a lot of things. Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) movies are telling you you want a fucking girlfriend. Like all these, like our our entire, those movies are made for people in middle school and high school. And like all the messages are, you're not complete until you find some romantic interest. That's so sad. But it's true. That's really sad. But think about like all the songs, right? Like all the songs you ever heard in like middle school, high school, so much of them are about aching love and this and love being this cure-all for happiness. And you're in the middle of this fucking maelstrom of emotions that is adolescence. And yeah, but you, you know what? You want something okay. to put an what, end to it. And what you think is your fucking girlfriend will be it. Slash listenership. Like, what age? A bunch of fuckers of that are like me. But how old? Pe- like, what's your age demo? 18 to 35 male. Majority okay. male. You're talking to a bunch of dudes in the I U.S. and Canada. I want to say something to Please people in the U.S. Do. and Canada that are on the younger spectrum of that. Like Probably the spectrum, yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if, you're, if you're on the closer to the 18 than you are the 34 side... Because, like, you know, I'm closer to the 34 side. So I probably have some high school listeners. Like, a lot yeah, of the geeks okay. who are now in their 30s were my high school listeners. If you guys are listening to this and you're listeners. in high school, and this is something, like, this is coming from a girl that is like, been through everything you've been through. Um, you, wait, you had guys turn you down, Aaron. Come on. Yeah. I'm really? sure I have. I mean, I can't think of any right now. <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, there's stuff that hasn't worked out, for sure. sure. Of course, of course, yeah. Yeah, but what I want to say is, gardens, no, okay. like, I don't, I feel like no one should feel pressured to be a part of like dating culture or sex culture because as someone that does a sex podcast you know v carded i interview people all the time about how they lost their virginity and i've like collected all these stories over the past year and i think that something most of the guests say and want to say to younger listeners is like don't ever feel like you need to do something because other people are doing it i know it sounds like a cliche but honestly it's so true it's like you're like fulfillment in those experiences can be so much better if the circumstances are right. Right. And I think that's the thing is like, it sounds like something a mom says, but it's not. It's like, it's a life thing. Like right now, like, let's just get really real right now. Like I'm like intentionally celibate and something I've talked to you about mm-hmm. recently, but like, I haven't talked about that. I don't even think on my podcast, like, because I felt like my relationship with like sex and love and relationships themselves have been kind of complicated recently. So I was like, I'm taking a break from this. And it's been awesome because I've learned so much about like what I want. 
No, uh, and, yeah, and, it's I mean, been did super you feel, empowering. Did you feel in like the as the uh, the host of a podcast that has sex as its like centerpiece? And as uh, did you feel like sex had to be a narrative that you uh, had to adopt? You know, and just be like, hey, sex this, sex that, because it was your podcast. Did it feel like it was almost like a brand to you to be sexy or to have like a sex? You know, does that make sense? I don't think you have to be sexual to be sexy. Like, I think I'm totally sexy, but I'm fun and I'm a badass. So I'm like different. I'm not like overtly sexual. And my podcast is more about the guests and it is Mm -hmm. about me. Sometimes I'll draw stuff in that I can relate to based on my experiences in my life. But I don't really talk about my own sex life all that much. In the celibacy thing, like... You like what? Like you just gone? Like what happened? Um. Well, I okay. You know what happened? Fuck boys happened. Right. I was dating a bunch of fuck boys. (laughs) Way too many to the point where, like, my best friend Andre, my best guy friend, he's like half Brazilian, half Italian, one hundred percent crazy, like no boundaries whatsoever, kind of person. Like, and I've known him for like ten years. He's awesome, huge, supportive, um, great friend. He like came over to my house with a sign that was like, "No fuck boys." Yeah, no fuck boys, no more losers. Define because fuck like, boys because I feel like 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 I would love for my audience not to fall in danger <laughs> of becoming fuck boys. I think there's a lot of definitions of fuck but boys. Like, what's a fuck boy? But, I don't know what the fuck's the story. I, well, I, what, I think like boy? the urban, <laughs> uh, the urban what's it called? Urban Dictionary. Sure. Yeah. Definition is something along the lines of like a guy that dates a girl, maybe like untruthfully or like unintentionally. You know what I mean? Like kind of mm. like not being clear about what he wants and kind right. of like maybe just trying to have sex with her. But I don't know for sure what the like actual definition is. But for <laughs> me, it's just kind of like immature, like people that waste your time. Um, yeah, just like people that create problems instead of like making life more fun. So you <laughs> were, were you in a place, though, where you were looking for like – Another relationship? Because no. I, I know you. you. You'd been through some relationships and so right. they'd taken the toll on you and you came out of that. Did you really no. just want another relationship? or was I did not. Like so this year. boys may have been okay. In January, I was like, dear God, stop throwing me all this useless dick. I want a TV show. Okay. So you were like, so you just I stepped away from every, all of it. To like send me what I want and what I don't want is a boyfriend, right? Right. But I was still hanging out with people. Which is my fault because I probably should put all my energy and focus into what I really yeah, wanted. You're setting yourself up to give that friend zone speech. Yeah, kind of. So I started hanging out with some people, and um, they all ended up like really, really weird, like badly. Like all these people. No, I mean, what can you tell me? Protecting the innocent okay. or not innocent? What can so, you tell me? <laughs> I. Okay, What's here's a funny story. Yeah, tell me the worst or funniest fuckboy situation. Okay, so this this really fucked me up. So I was hanging out with this guy that's a magician. <laughs> so far, so bad. So far, so bad. What the fuck? Oh, my God. No offense to the magicians out there, <laughs> amateur magicians out there, but unless you're fucking Dr. Strange, like, and he's a sorcerer. No, no, okay, fuck this off. is funny. This is okay. really funny, too, by the way. So he's a magician, but he's in the show where they, like, take their clothes off. So what he's the f- like, that's yeah, not he's magic. Like, he gets that's naked. not magic. That's fucking Bill Cosby shit. <laughs> he gets naked on stage. What are you is, talking about? Which is so funny because, like, between the two of us, like, me and, like, this dude, it's like, <laughs> you would think that I would end up in that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the you girl. You would think that you'd be end up naked on a stage. More likely than this dude, and he's doing it willingly. Was like he fit? this is like his career. Was he fit? Yeah, sure. So it's like this Chippendales magic yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. 
Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Holy, wait, I'm getting so like, much information. The way he described um, the show the was like... The too narrow here. He's like, this is like, it's like Magic Mike with magic. And I'm like, Putting the magic Whoa. back in Magic Mike. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, this okay, guy we, we also... Fuck boys. I'm going down the list. We he has a touring fuck. thing. So, he's never in town, right? So, right. Um, he was like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A., he found me on like Twitter or something. I don't even know how he found me. But he was like, okay, so I'm going to be in town in two weeks. So you have time to either like Instagram like, or something on Twitter. Okay. And he's like, so you have two weeks to like, I'm going to ask you out. You have two weeks to either plan an outfit or think of an excuse. And I was like, um, well, that's nice of you for the offer. I'm not really like dating right now, but um, I will get a drink with you. Sure. So I get a drink Uh-oh. with this dude. Yeah. I know, right? Uh-oh. I know. And then they were like filming something. So they were here like in town a little bit longer. Oh, he and Ma- Magic Mike was filming something. Yes. So okay. I kind of like got to know him more. And it was so weird because I went in that situation like totally like walls up. And to, but to your defense, that's incredibly unique. Yeah, it is. And I mean, fucking, he was interesting and talented yeah, and funny. And, he really is. You only live one. And like, that's an interesting situation. So why not? Give it a shot. Right. So we ended up kind of having fun, and I liked him more than I expected. And shit. what ended up, <laughs> no, what ended up he's happening was. scarves and just starts pulling scarves out of places. Dude, it's like he did this thing where it was like they went, they were gone for a while. They were back on the road, and like okay. we were in super contact all the time. But it's like, here's the thing when you don't spend a lot of time with someone in person, and you're always like texting whenever, like, and you have like the phone relationship, which is essentially what we were doing. It's like you don't really get to know them. Like I realized I didn't really know this person. Mm-hmm. I knew what he wanted to say and he was like super attentive, like all up in my grill all the time, like constant contact, retweeting my tweets. Good way or bad like way? like in a good way. Like I liked like I like affection. Like sure. who doesn't, you know? And I like attention. Obviously, I'm a comedian. <laughs> right. So like it was it was fun and it seemed like very low commitment because he was never around, right? So he came back into town and we ended up like hanging out for one day. It didn't even take one one day for us to get into a huge, huge fight. And he what he did was he took me to this barbecue with his friends. And I I never met any of these people. Like, I don't know them. The magic community. Where's our kid's pet rabbit? (laughs) You son of a bitch. I know you hit it somewhere. He made some sort of like comment that was like, uh, like how I'm always going to be in his shadow and like get used what to it, babe. The fuck. Yeah. And Whoa. Okay. That kind of stuff does not sit well with me at all. It wouldn't sit well with anybody. Regardless, yeah. That's a dickhead also, thing to say. Also, in front of people, like the and first time bitch, I'm meeting your friends, you're like, a naked what? fucking magician. I know. That's the worst part. You're it was like if you had, if you did something f- cool, that would be different. You're like fucking, maybe your shadow. <laughs> yeah. If you're fucking, I don't what know. The fuck. If, I'm trying to like think of like people that like if you're James Corden like yeah say that to me I might be in your shadow yeah because he's if wise. you're a naked magician like Na- no oh my god you're not allowed to say that to me you'll always be in my shadow it's like what the Dude, fuck are you talking Jonathan, about people fucking heard it too like I saw these two girls that like look at each other and be like ooh wow he said that so and ultimately I was like, it didn't Ugh. matter what he did he was a dick. Yes, he was a dick, but that's not, obviously, that's not the side that he showed me. That's not, like, the text messages that he, like, no, the you, constant you, contact and you affection. Had to, you had to rotate the box to see that part. Yeah, And you had to, like, exactly. pull it apart and saw it in half. And so then I ended up of- kind of, like, unintentionally falling for this guy, like, in, because we, like, bonded. And this is, like, in, like uh, 12 months ago, 11 months no, ago. No, this was, like, early summer. 
And so, yeah, what happened was, like, we couldn't recover from that. Like, after I was like, hey, look, like, this is, like, I, like. The text thing, it was protecting him. Like, the texting, the distance thing, but the distance thing, that whole time that you guys were texting and he was on the road, like, that was protecting him from revealing this Well, yeah, what it did was it created a bond between us that wasn't real. And when I, like, saw this real person in, like, actual social situations and, like how okay he was with like saying Fucking stuff like, saying that. Shit like that, and then when I told him, "Hey, like that, I don't really like that. Like I'm, I feel like that's kind of like misogynistic." And he's like, "Oh, it's not. It's not really misogyny. Babe, it's like babe, it's babe. not about women. It's uh, it's about you." And I'm like, "Oh, oh you know what? This is about me personally." <laughs> This is why I do my constant inner monologue as a way to calibrate how I should fucking talk to people. Right. Because that is not okay. It's not okay. That's and horrible. then, you know, I was like, okay, we had this whole conversation. He's like, I okay. I wasn't calling look, women a failure. I was calling you a failure. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Or not really a failure. I know, but, but just, just not good and good, as good. It's like, fuck off. And then he said, then he's like, sorry, like, I'm always on the road with guys. My show is dudes. I'm with dudes all the time. Like, and I'm ju- that's just like the way that we like talk to each other. But I'm not your bro. And you're not a dude. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I know I know I'm pretty chill for a girl, but like you gotta switch gears. Right. Like figure it out, you know? Especially like if you want me to like your friends and you want your friends to like me. What's the coolest magic trick you ever did? Uh disappearing from my fucking life. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, so we couldn't resolve this issue. Like it was just like all I needed him to say was like three things. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry, I'll try not to do it again. Like, not even, like, I'll never do it again. Like, I'll try not to do it again. And I understand, like, how that made you feel. That's all I needed. And this dude, I literally told him that, too. I was like, look. Uh, let me script this, it for you. I can fucking get yeah. over this problem real quick if you give me these three things. And he couldn't do it. And he was in L.A. for, like, another three days down the street from me. Wow. And, like, we couldn't resolve the issue. And it was on a really, really important week. Like, that was, like, a really important time for me. I was shooting with the NFL for three days. It's what were like, you doing there? Um, Rookie premiere. What is that? So I do like videos for NFL.com and for FedEx. I didn't and know that. Yeah, so I do personality videos with all the rookies every year. Super Whoa. fun. So all this was happening Data like rookie. while I have, yeah, while I have all of this stuff going mm-hmm. on. And then I also was shooting a movie and I had to learn how to DJ. Like there was like what? a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'd like learn a new <clears throat> skill, be in front of the camera for like and all of this like breakdown was happening. Like our relationship breakdown, whatever, was occurring on one of my busiest professional weeks. And that's when I was like, you know what? This isn't worth it. No. Like, it's not worth it. Like, no. fuck boys. So you can see a cool fucking scarf act? Comedians, magicians, whoever. Like, they're not worth me, like, not doing well. Right. And, like, the whole reason I'm here. Like, that's why I'm here. That's yeah. why I'm doing this. That's you why I work focus. so hard, you know, for these opportunities. And for what? For some loser to fuck it up? Like, no thanks. And that's when I decided I'm going to just not. I'm not going right. to engage right now. Like, I need to focus on this. These are, like, really important years for me sure. in my career. So that's kind of, like, the choice that I made, and that's why I made it. It was basically after that and being emotionally affected and be like, I had to block him, and I told him. I was like, look, I can't process this right now. Every time I see your text message and your name come up, like, it's really, like, taking me out of my zone. So I will reach out to you. I'll unblock you, like, when I'm okay with communicating with you. But sure. right now I'm not. So best of luck, you know. So I gave him a heads up. I wasn't a bitch about it. Right. Blocked him and did my job. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. That's so crazy. I'm sorry. That's a really long story. No, I like that story. It's a really but good story. It's real, and yeah. I feel like that's more important. Like also for these younger listeners, I'm totally mom moding right now. But yeah, mean, yeah, it's like do what you want to do in life. You know, like get that done first. Like everything else will fall into place. 
Like, I'm a strong believer in that. Like, personal life stuff ends up just happening how it's supposed to happen anyway. It's the hormones are the problem. Hormones are difficult. Because we're like... Yes, we hear you, Aaron, but we just need somebody to touch us, please. Yeah, and that sucks, too, because I love that, too. Like, I, like, love affection. I remember that age. Yeah. I mean, it's still happening with me. Like, I still, like... (laughs) You still like that stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I still, like, love, like, I love love. Like, I Mm -hmm. love feeling loved. Like, who doesn't? That's the best. Um, so... (laughs) <laughs> What's the craziest story you ever got on V-Carded? And we can absolutely talk about oh like, it. You, you can take over if you want and ask me my story. I don't know how you do on V-Carded, but okay. this could be a preview for you Geekscapists who are going to subscribe. Because as you can tell, Aaron's a pretty fucking good storyteller. And she's got some pretty insane stories to tell. I can only imagine <laughs> what goes down on the podcast. Yeah, well, uh, I think one of my favorite episodes is Ian Edwards. He's a uh-huh. comedian and friend of mine. Very, very, very talented great guy and um he tells an, uh, a story that ends it starts in like a Popeyes or something and ends in a circumcision and it what? is a well, great what yes the, what? like in the hospital like there's like lies there's and deceit. this is where he lost his virginity yes it is he lost such it a great the, story through the, through the entire <laughs> like running the gamut of this from Popeyes to circum- circumcision, somewhere in there he lost his. Yeah, virginity. maybe it was a KFC's or a Burger King. Like no, I don't well, know, it was something semantics. like that. But it is really, really funny. It's that's a great episode. I don't want to like give his no, story away, no. but he tells it better than I ever could. Clearly, in, in Ian who. Ian Edwards. Ian Edwards. So that's, yeah. a, that's one to look for. Yeah, and then Nicole Amy Schreiber is also a comedian and friend of mine. She's on um, Funny Girls on Oxygen. Mm-hmm. She's great. And she's just really entertaining in general as a guest. Like, her story isn't, like, too crazy crazy, but sure. just her perspective. Her delivery. And, like, the way that we, the conversation we had, like, that is a great episode. Do you co-host the show? Is it, it's you? It's just me. Wow. And then I have a different guest on every week. That's I have it. my friend Gabby Conti. Um, she told the story about losing her foot for Foot virginity, yeah. What? You heard me. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Well, she dated a guy with a foot fetish. Uh Uh-huh. And so she tells that story. She's very open and and brave about that experience. The guy wanted (laughs) to put his feet in her? No. I don't don't know how it works. I don't know. Clearly, I don't know this shit. I think there's like a broad range of like what people do with feet sexually. But the story that she tells is more about like... She knew that this guy was into it. She was like, you know what? Like, he's great in every other capacity. Like, maybe I'll just get a $60 pedicure and see what happens. Okay. And so she kind of tells the story of like. She got this pedicure and that was like putting on lingerie for him. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. That was like, he was like, oh. Yeah. And she sent him a picture and stuff. I'm like, this is so funny. She sent him a picture of her feet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that like turned him on. He's like, oh, it's like news. Jesus Christ. So that's a really, it doesn't get too like uh, crazy. That right. story is like not like super X rated, but, but like exists, the like, experience and how she was willing to like go down the rabbit hole with this guy and just like, you know, the crazy things we do for love just to see yeah. how it ended up turning out was just, it was really interesting. Wow. I think she's great. She's, that's cool of her, but you know, sometimes you do stuff, you have to do weird stuff for the person you like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. I think. <laughs> Awesome. There's no way I can tell my virginity story now because it's like it was so it was just like the most innocent. Way okay, to do so it. how old were you? Seventeen. Okay, cool. And high school girlfriend, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I talked to her. I got it. I talked to her online today. Aww. She's married and has kids in Houston. Yeah. And uh, and was it super awkward? <clears throat> no, I was in a weird place. I um, 
Geekscapes, I've talked about it a lot. The week that my brother was killed, I went to camp in, in Massachusetts. I was supposed to leave the, the day, the Sunday that my, my brother was killed on a Saturday night. That Sunday morning, uh, I was supposed to fly up to Boston to attend Explo, where I speak now. I, you guys remember when I've done episodes from Explo and Yale. Uh, this uh, I Expo used to be held at uh, Wellesley near near Boston, and you Geekscapers know I've done a few episodes from Yale in the summer where I've spoken at Expo, and Expo is the college prep camp. I was a nerd, and I was going to leave there for that Sunday morning, and my brother was killed, and that's why I was awake to receive the phone call at one forty a.m. I was packing my bags. Wow! And um, and so uh. I did not go immediately to Explo. I had to wait a week to bury my brother, and I ended up going. And everyone had kind of been tipped off when I arrived in Boston. There was a car; it took me to the camp. Um, and, it was, and the guy, I think, had been told what I'd gone through. The driver, because I remember he drove me through. We took our time driving there, and I remember he stopped at all these different monuments in Boston mm-hmm. and on the way to Wellesley to be like, "Hey, this is where you know uh, this famous thing happened during the Revolution, and this is where." You know, uh, all the you know all this different stuff happened, and he it was awesome. I'll never forget it. Um, and I came to camp, and I connected with someone because they were also from Texas, mm-hmm. and she uh, and I were attracted to each other. Super goofy. She was awesome, and she was so pretty. She, uh, you know, I obviously kissed girls. My first makeout session with like tongue was the year prior while I was in Boston for the same camp. With a woman from Switzerland. Okay. And she was a Swiss girl. She was the prettiest girl at the camp. And when I was married to Laura, Laura didn't believe this woman existed. She's like, sure, 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 the Swiss girl. And one day, you know, it was time for adulthood. Early in our marriage, we were in Austin, and it was time to uh, not live in my room from high school. And so it was time to take all the shit from high school and, like, take it down out of my room at my parents' house. And we were going through all my old stuff. And she finds the box of letters I would have with all the kids from school that summer. Oh, my God. Because it was pre-email. I mean, it was email, but you were going to correspond with letters. And she, oh she pulls out this, like, packet of, like, four or five letters from Switzerland. And is like, oh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't just a story Jonathan said to impress me. The Swiss girl was real. So the following summer, the one after my, my brother died, uh, the, the, the week after my brother died, I show up at school. And I'm totally banged up. Like, I... I just needed to be out of Austin. I needed to have like a reset of, of environment. And I met this girl because she was from Texas and we connected. And she had the Southern twang. She was cute as hell, just really stunning girl. And um, we hit it off, but I could feel the history of Jonathan London was going to catch up to it. And I was going to get that friend zone going. Like I knew it was yeah. coming. And guys can feel it creeping when they're hanging out with a girl. It's just this, this tension of like, all right, this can break either way, and in history's told me it's going to break the bad way. <laughs> and um, you know, you flirt. Uh, I let her listen to some some of my CDs on a Walkman, walking back and forth to like downtown Wellesley to get food. Oh my god! Uh, she liked some of no the, game. She liked some of the bands. I had no <laughs> no game, game. Like, no fucking game. I was trying to impress her with music. I was trying to do all this stuff, and then finally, she was like, she just had to put the cards out and be like, hey. Um, I like you. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I'd been filibustering the big question, like you said, you know, where you're just like, you'll throw, you'll do anything and you'll, you'll shuffle and you'll, you'll, you'll try anything to keep 
from broaching the subject of yay or nay, like just being like, yes or no, are you in or out? And I was right. doing that with the CDs and with the flirting and the da, 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 and instead of just being like, hey, kiss me on the face. <laughs> and she was, you know, she was more experienced than me because A, she was a girl and she probably, you know what I mean? Like you just mature faster. And I remember we dated and because she lived in Houston, we could continue to date. And um, when I returned to Austin after my weeks at camp, we kept corresponding, and I remember I would take the Greyhound bus back and forth to Houston sometimes. Like, every other weekend I'd see her. Or she'd come to Austin. Aw, that's right? cute. It was so cute. It was nice. That was my girlfriend all of senior year. And, Aw, young um, love. In that, in that <laughs> late summer, I think it was August, in that late summer she was uh, in Austin, and uh, we had, you know, she was staying at my parents' house, and we'd clearly, like, been – Physical a little bit, you know, as physical as you can get without oh doing it. Oh my god! And, uh, and physical my, a little bit. Yeah, you know, doing. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, right? Like I was like, let's see what fits. You know, like ugh. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no experience. I remember I had like early high school relationships that were like <laughs> we just go to someone's house and just get like fingered or something. for sure. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Is like, like my boyfriend. We like make that, out for a little like, bit, and he fingers me under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I remember, like, like we had talked about it because because this is not early high school. This was late high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, late, late high school, Aaron, to put it in context, late high school, I was doing the things we were doing in early high school. So, <laughs> so uh, that's where I'm at. And we're sitting there, and we would talked about it. My friend Kevin Brennan, who Geekscape is, remember when I had Jeff Grace on the show? Kevin Brennan, turns out he lives in L.A. He's a musician and actor. He writes for TV. And he was actually in... Jeff's movie and like he and Jeff hang out and it was funny meeting Jeff and then seeing Kevin and being like dude Kevin was a guy at UT when I worked at the comic book store and coffee shop by UT Kevin would come in and his band would want to play the coffee shop he had this punk rock band and so Kevin and I became friends he was a freshman at UT and I was I thought it was cool hanging out with a freshman from college because I'm a senior in high school Mm -hmm. and I remember hanging out in his dorm room at UT and we were talking about sex and stuff like that and he's asking me about this girl in Houston that I'm dating and he's like you think you're going to have sex with her? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never done that. And he's like, if you do, wear one of these. And he gave me a condom. Because obviously, like, going into buy condoms at that age was fucking mortifying. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the scariest fucking thing to go and, oh, I don't know what size to wear. I'll take one of these. Oh, oh God. Um, you think everybody's judging you? You think every fucking camera gives a shit? Like, it, like it's mortifying buying a, buying a condom at, like, in high school. And so he gave me one. <laughs> and I remember having it. Because I'm a responsible young adult. Yeah. And we were doing the um, the Aaron early high school special one night. <laughs> <laughs> and oh the God. subject came up, do you want to have sex? And I was like, yes, of course. And uh, I mean, this she's stunning. She's still beautiful. Like, like she's just a beautiful person. And, um, and uh, it's funny. Left me a voicemail this morning and I will return it. Um, and... Uh, and I just remember being like, I'm responsible. I took sex ed. I know how to do this. And like, <laughs> I'm going to put the condom on. And this is going to be great. We're going to do it safely. I know, I'd know i known that I, that she was not losing her virginity to me. She had, right. I, I think I was the third guy she had been with. Oh, wow. Um, which is fine. And um, and I was like, okay, good. I'm in the hands of a pro. <laughs> right? Like, uh, And so I put the condom on and uh, was so nervous. And I, what do I remember from that? I, I just remember the nervousness 
and the paranoia of every single sound being you getting caught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what yeah, was yeah. that? Like my like like I think it was like I think my fucking first sex life was like like Stranger Things. It was gooey and you jump at everything. Wait, what? <laughs> like it was dark, it was gooey, and you jump at everything. Like basically, my first sex experience was like Stranger Things. <laughs> it was like, what was that? Uh, uh, oh God! Uh, and it's gooey and weird. Uh, oh God! Oh my and God! Like, and, and then when you're on the other side of it, you're in the upside down, and you're like, I'm a man now. I mean, it, th- we're, this all these processes were about thirty seconds in length. Like I don't think I lasted long at all. I think this shit was over in like a minute. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I remember the first time like being inside another human being and being like. Oh, that's, oh, that's not like, thank you, evolution, for getting us to a place where that actually feels incredible, you know? <laughs> and, oh, that's, oh, that's what, okay, it's over. <laughs> it's just like, it wasn't, I don't think it was momentous. I just think it was, um, it was probably about as normal as you could lose your virginity. Um, and then, like, the paranoia sets back in of like, oh, how quickly can we clean this up? And da da da, you know? And, um, and I know my parents knew what was going on, you know, and I know for sure, like uh, Mary Rodriguez, who's a dear friend of mine now, she was she would come and clean our house once a week. And, oh, my God. And, and Mary, Ew. Mary totally knew. And Mary, Mary jokes about it now. Like every time I'm in Austin, Mary takes me to hamburgers and Mary's just an incredible soul. And I love her so much. And um, she had such a big part of me in middle like raising me in middle school and high school. And and still like, she's amazing, and she'll still fucking poke jabs at me about that that senior year when I was having sex, and like just having to deal with three boys. Well, when Daniel died, but two. But you get it, right? Like, <laughs> she'll fuck with me. <laughs> she'll be like, I remember, I knew exactly when you started having sex. I was like, oh god, it's, it's humiliating. Ew. Yeah, it is Gross. what it is. You know what? It is what it is. It's natural. She had to clean up your condoms. And no, stuff. not the condoms. No, I did that. You wrap it up in a tissue and you throw it away, and you, oh my god, and then you hike it to like a neighbor's trash can to hide it. What? <laughs> that is a lot. It was a lot, but the fucking paranoia is in. Like you're like, oh my god, it'll be the end of the world if my parents discover that. I don't know. I'm a normal adolescent. That's so funny. We never had to talk. My, my, I don't think my father and I, or my stepmom and I, or definitely not my mother and I. My mother probably doesn't think I have sex now. She's like Juanito, no. Um, but I think I've never, I never had that talk with my parents. I think my dad just always understood that I was a level-headed human being, and when, like when the date yeah. came, the date was gonna be fine. I don't you know? know if I ever had a talk specifically with my parents either. Mm-hmm. But I also went to Christian school, and I don't think we ever talked about. You talked with the. You talked with your other father. Yes. Your big father. Capital H I M. He judged you to no end. I do. Well, you know what? I was probably like one of the first people in my high school, like within my friend group, to lose their virginity. Sure. But, and I didn't even lose it early, really. I was How old like, are you? I was probably like 16. Sure. So it wasn't even like super early, but at the same time, it was like, I just like my peer group, like we didn't drink. And sure. then, like, I obviously didn't do drugs if I wasn't drinking. Somebody had um, a guitar. Yeah, it was just kind of yeah. like we would go to actual like parties at people's house and really drink punch that wasn't spiked. Like, oh you God. know, like we would dance <laughs> wow. and stuff, but it was like very, uh, very PG. Right. Yeah. And even that like, you know, getting fingered <laughs> kind of thing 
with boyfriends like that didn't even like really like I didn't really do that to like maybe my sophomore year or something sure. like that yeah. yeah and that was when I had a public school boyfriend oh those kids yeah. were no fucking good I had a public school boyfriend having gone through public and his school his family was totally like trailer trash I just didn't know it right you know what I mean yeah sure but like they were like super it was super trashy <laughs> Having but gone, he was so cute. He was so cute. And you were probably, did you have a uniform? <laughs> did I? No, yeah. we okay. had dress code, but. No uniform. Yeah, it was like one of my, I went to performing arts in middle school. And mm-hmm. so like all of my <laughs> like friends ended up there, like in the schools that fed sure. into that other performing sure. arts schools. And he like went to one of those schools. And then I ended up in Christian school. Hey, what up? <laughs> what up? How you doing? He was like a friend of my like middle school friends. He's smoking cloves. He's so Oh my cool. gosh. I, um, That's what we used to do is like yeah. we would like put pictures of our friends in our binders. Sure. And so like the I, I had like, no, oh my God, I had no pictures. That? I, that's why I had no picture of my Really? Binder. I had to date a girl in Houston. I remember no that was in, like no girl in my high school wanted anything to fucking do so with me. So funny. That was like the move. Like you put like pictures of your hot friends on binders and then boys come and talk to you and look at the pictures. Jealous, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the jealousy trap. Oh, you're, you're, hot, you're hot friends. Yeah. No. Yeah. My friends had like some pictures oh, of like us together. That is and so that's smart. how this guy found me like on a binder. That is so smart. Binders full of women. That's how it started, man. Oh, binders full of women. Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, that's a good move. That is, yeah, 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 no, I, solid. Now I, it could be your phone background. Like, oh my god, you guys, you you youngins listening. Yeah, to, to put in context, put someone how far hot I've, on your phone background. For in, me, it's my dog. To put in context, how far <laughs> I've come, it's still a, a picture of a Hyrulean shield from Zelda. Like, I'm a fucking, I'm a, I've been a lost cause my entire life, Aaron. It's just the way it goes. Mine's my puppy. Your puppy's awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. So I don't know. All you know is like once you lose your virginity, though, it like it's like ripping the bandaid off, and now you're like, well, we just want, I just want sex all the time now. Really? Totally. Oh my god! It just like after after you'd gone over that hump, no pun intended. Like after you were <laughs> after you've done it, yeah. Like the bandaid's off. Then it's just like, let's figure out like how we can do this. Really? You know I, mean? I was super scared. Still. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna get pregnant. Yeah, I was really? afraid of that. Yeah, it's like it was weird because it wasn't even like I was having unprotected sex. But yeah, it was my my oh high God. school boyfriend. These things tear all the and time. I was like so worried about that. I was so worried about getting pregnant. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, like was super. I, yeah, no, I it's it is what it is. And then I, I hit college and like nobody in college wanted to. Sleep. I was like, is this fucking high school again? Like no, really? Nobody in college wanted to sleep with me again. Why? Um. I wasn't cool. I did the radio and I was a geek again. Still a geek. Always a geek. <laughs> you know what? Whatever I've built, I've had, to, I've had to build it every step of the way, brick by brick. Really? every stage of my life is like a little reset. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Is that why you got married super young? <clears throat> I was like, yeah, let's go. Lock this uh, down. <laughs> there's, probably all, there's probably all sorts of things uh, that, that my therapist and I have worked through. As to why I uh, married at 25 and all those circumstances. Um, no, a lot of my friends got married really young. I did, my I, high school but, friends. But I married an older one at 25. And yeah. What's wrong with that? No regrets. You know, like my, my, as I've told you, my wedding day is still the happiest day of my life. It was fucking amazing. And um, in the fact that through all my bullshit, Laura and I have managed to salvage a friendship is amazing. Yeah. You know, last week on my birthday, um, she sent me a picture of all three of our dogs Aww. in their little costumes saying happy birthday. They didn't say happy birthday. Don't speak. But it was a nice little card. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you brought your dog to my birthday. I did. And that was awesome reconnecting with you. Because, again, like it goes back to how we started this podcast. You and I have known each other for 10 years, but our narratives have not been parallel. Like we have not no. hung out. Like 
I always considered you a friend, mm-hmm. but not like, like we've never hung out. You yeah. Know? And now we're hanging out. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, <laughs> you've learned a lot about me. <laughs> I have learned a lot about you, <laughs> but none of it surprises me. Really? I'm like, yeah, that just seems like something yeah. he would do. Sounds like J-Lo. Yeah. There he is. Yep, that, that geek's game boy. <laughs> that seems like what he would do. You're pretty consistent. Um, I try and limit the erratic stuff. Uh, you know, there's only so much that I have, you know, in control of and, and I lock that down and everything else is just, that's fun. That's great. Um, no, I, I know who I am to the, for the most part, I'm learning more post-divorce. That was pretty devastating. I, uh, I've been writing about that stuff publicly. If you guys follow me, if you guys are my friends on Facebook, like I've been doing this thing where I, I've wanted to quit Facebook for a long time. And I keep it on because obviously Geekscape Forever is on there and the way to talk to you Geekscapists is on there because forums just got eaten by Facebook. So obviously if you're listening to this and you like Geekscape, go to the Geekscape page or Geekscape Forever group on Facebook and join us. Um, But for me personally, Facebook has been not in this, you know, in this this era, obviously we're not happy politically for the most part. Um, the majority of the country is not happy politically uh, and we take it online and in places like Twitter, you said earlier, like online is a bad place for women. I think it, it, there's a lot of cynicism and a lot of bullshit and you wake up and you turn on your Twitter and you turn on your Facebook and you just get hit in your face with all this dark shit. So for the last several months I've taken a, as I've dealt with my own process of dealing with, you know, a post year where I felt nothing but self doubt and depression and anxiety over pushing a button of my life reset. Um, and I love you geeks campus for being there for me. Um, but, uh, I've had to justify going to a place that is cynical, like Facebook, mm-hmm. going to a place where people just talk shit like Facebook and to justify it. I'm like, when I step foot in here, I'm going to write giant posts or small posts that are just positive things that I've thought about. And, um, and yesterday I wrote about just, uh, not having loyalty tests because, you know, there's a million different variables as to why people treat you the way they do. And you setting up loyalty tests is just a way to divide them from you. And you draw lines. Loyalty tests, you draw lines, and then you look up and the lines are all around you and you're fucked. Um, you know. Tests in general. What? Tests, tests, tests in, general in general are, are just not bad. healthy. Yeah. They're just bad. Not a good idea because yeah. there's a narrative that you want to have happen mm-hmm. yeah. and people do not subscribe to your narrative and you're setting yourself up to get Expectations. Wrecked. Yeah, not a good idea. Um, luckily, my expectations, if you, as you can tell, have been consistent through middle school. <laughs> it's like how I live my life. Pretty geeky. Um, pretty by the book. But that doesn't keep us from having fun, Geekscapist. We've had fun. Um, I want to tell you guys, we got one more show here at the Westwood One Studios before I go to Austin and Santa Fe for the holidays. And I'm going to keep giving you guys weekly shows there. I know you guys are going to get a Star Wars special for uh, The Last Jedi with Ian and I before I leave. So you get a few more episodes and then we're going to hit the holidays. And I think there might be a little bit of a pause for at least a week while I'm in New Mexico um, because I can't book George R. R. Martin, it seems. He's the only famous person I want to... I mean, he's the only person I know in New Mexico who would be awesome to have on the show. But when I hit Austin, I'll start having regular guests again. So there might be a little bit of a of a long week without a Geekscape episode, but you'll have next week's episode in the, in the Last Jedi special to tide you over. Also, this Saturday... Oh, no, this yeah, this past Saturday, I recorded a conversation with several Star Wars cosplayers for our partnership with Skype. 
that'll be up either on our YouTube channel at Geekscape TV uh, or at the – I think Skype has a really nice YouTube channel that does well. And it might be up there. Geekscape is if you follow us on Facebook or myself on Twitter and Instagram, you'll see posts uh, that will that'll let you know when that's up. But I think we're all aiming for Friday for this – really, you know, it's just a fun video where I sit down – and with several cosplayers in Star Wars outfits and run them through a Star Wars quiz. And then we talk Last Jedi. And then, obviously, we go see Last Jedi. I've got my tickets, and I'm excited about it. Um, so that stuff is coming. Even though I'm taking a little tiny pause for the holidays, For it'll probably be a, an eight, nine-day span where you don't get an episode. There's still tons of stuff coming. One thing I definitely want you guys to do right now while you're listening to this is you're probably listening on a podcatcher. Uh, I definitely want you to share Geekscape with your friends. I definitely want you guys to write a review. Just It takes two seconds. Leave us a review. Five stars would kick ass. And the other thing I want you guys to do is go over and look for V-Carded. All right? Aaron is awesome. I'm a big fan. I've uh, become a bigger fan in the last few days since my birthday. Uh, just getting to know you. So what a surprise. You texted me. You like wrote me on my birthday to be like, happy birthday. Yeah. And I said, hey, we're all getting together Wednesday night. You should come. And then you showed up. Yeah, your, I saw it dog. on your Google, in my Google calendar. It was like, oh, Jonathan London's birthday? Oh, I yeah, wonder how he's doing. <laughs> well, we caught up. Uh, in the bowling alley. We caught up in the bowling alley. I was on a really awkward extent. date. <laughs> was that a first date? No. No, because I think I saw that guy when I was at the cosplay event. Wait, what? We were at Bernie's cosplay uh, club cosplay. He was. I don't think he was that there. wasn't the same guy. No, no, Cause, no. Because no. there was a difference in energy from the the guy at the cosplay. I I mean, I only talked to you briefly, but he seemed very nice. Oh, he's a comedian, super fun. And, like I came with a bunch of my comic friends. Like that was different. Okay, so and then this this guy <laughs> at the bowling alley, very nice. Um. But you and I talked, and that was when you and I first talked. Oh, yeah, we were about, just catching up. We were like, catching I up. didn't know and it was what was event, going on it was in your life. It was an event for Final Draft, yeah. and you and I talked about, you know. We had a lot of catching up to do. The life reset. And, yeah. And, and, and this guy, I don't think he quite caught the, the the temperature of the conversation. Yeah. But he came over and was, like, putting his arm on you and, like, hey. Yeah, he was back, super territorial. Back off, I don't like but, that. And I, and I was like. So awkward. I was like, dude, we're talking about our life resets. Yeah, like, this, this is, is like my friend, this is like definitely chill. Not a conversation. It's not someone I just met. Like, I ain't skeezing on her. <laughs> we're just having he a talk. Like, she's with, she's with me, bro. Yeah, it was real was weird. Like, it made well, me like super uncomfortable. I, did, I was just I like, tried uh, to do. I tried to do my best to <laughs> be like, hey man, I know you're in a House of Pain cover band, <laughs> but you know, all right, like. Listen, yeah. Listen, just it's all good. You can take her back to your car and listen to Stained albums. Like, <laughs> what is that the vibe you got from him? That is so funny and such a good reason to not yeah, date someone. I don't know. <laughs> this celibacy thing starting to sound like a good idea on your part. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. <laughs> no offense, pal. The, no. The late nineties were an okay era in music. <laughs> I'm throwing shade. Wow, I'm Jonathan throwing London's shade. the mean side coming out. I'm throwing the mean shade. side. Yeah. But hey. No, I broke up with him. I didn't so have it's a, all good. I didn't have a horse in the race. A friend zoned him. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then you came to my birthday. Yeah, and then I came to your birthday and I was like, okay, now we can and I talk you back in a way that's I, not um, you know, like someone over my shoulder. Thre- threatened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I came to uh your stand up gig and I liked yeah. it. <laughs> 
Um, so Geekscapist, uh, follow Aaron on Instagram, follow her on Twitter, because then that's where you're going to see the dates for catching her on stand-up. I know that she performs around L.A. a lot. She's been, she used to tour like all the time. Are you still going to do a tour maybe? Do you think that's something you want to keep doing is stand-up touring? I mean, we'll see where um, 2018 leads me. I'm still on the No Boyfriend Sell a TV Show kick, so sure. we're going to see how that goes. And I think uh, the ball is moving like in the... Right uh, direction for that. Cool, cool. And if that's the case, and I won't be on tour for a while, but I will still perform in L.A., keep doing V-Carded, at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have other exciting things to announce soon. Sure. Yeah. Aaron, I'd love, I've loved having you on the show. This is so much fun. Yeah, I was, I was I like, like a guest. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm like pulling my geek You're weight, like, but I'm, I'm like, I'm getting real. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Trust me, Ian Kerner's coming in a week to talk Last Jedi, and he will... Definitely, definitely, definitely carry the weight good, on that good, one. Good, good, good. Um, <laughs> we love you. Um, Geekscape forever. Uh, find it on Instagram. Find it on uh, Facebook. We're always there. We have a lot of cool stuff up on geekscape.net, including that new Overwatch podcast. Matt Kelly also went to see uh, The Disaster Artist, and he'd never seen The Room. Uh, and I have yet to see The Disaster Artist, but I've seen The Room many times. And as you ge- old school Geekscapists remember, Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiseau came on Geekscape. And maybe I should reshare that episode right now uh, on the feed or something because that was a lot of fun. I'll share, it, I'll share it on social. I'll put it up on Twitter and share it again on Facebook. But I love you guys. Um, uh, Matt Kelly has an article up about how he probably should have seen The Room before he went to The Disaster Artist and just his take on the whole thing because – it's a very curious thing. The the whole room disaster artist thing is a pretty unique situation. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, that's up on the site. There's a lot of stuff on the site. We have a Boy Meets World podcast. What? <laughs> like up on the site where Matt Kelly goes through every episode of Boy Meets World. And that's up on the website. There's just a lot to offer. So Geekscape is, I can't keep track of all of it. But it's there. So you got to just hang out with us. We'll keep putting out free content. You guys keep hanging out. And while you're doing that, Obviously, subscribe to vCarded, but also check out my friend Zach Shutt's coffee at playeronecoffee.com. I'm looking at the Leroy Jenkins Extra Caffeinated Berlend, and I'm also looking at the overclocked uh, Omen Dark Roast, and these both smell amazing. Um, that's Player One Coffee. These are gamer-themed, geek-themed coffees, and um, go to playeronecoffee.com, see what they got. They're... Uh, It's a pretty pro outfit. And Zach, I'm super proud of you. I know you've gone through a rough patch here recently. Um, Zach lost his mom and I'm heartbroken of it. Uh, And Zach, I love you, buddy. You need anything. You're a Geekscapist. You're a friend. You're a fellow Utah Jazz fan. You need anything, brother. You got it here. I love you, man. PlayerOneCoffee.com. Aaron. I'm excited to subscribe to Vcard and hear yes. some of those stories. They sound amazing. Yes, and I would love to have you on. Hopefully, we can make that work one day. Sure. Well, I just told the story, so we'll see. It's okay. My <laughs> audience needs to be introduced to the wonders <laughs> of Jonathan London. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, Geekscapist, <laughs> we'll be here next week. We love you. Geekscape forever. <laughs>